Good evening, Patriots. And it is the end of Wednesday, June 28th in the year 2023. You know, there's a lot of tremors going on right now, getting into 4th of July weekend of a lot of things. Whether it's the financial system, tremors of war, whatever that is. I think the easiest way to say this, and I, I just I'm telling you what is on my heart because it's I'm I find myself getting inordinately frustrated with this clamoring of worrying about the end. And that's not something that's going to happen unless we truly believe it's going to happen. What we're not realizing is they're using us to confirm their right to destroy everything. They can only function, they being those in power, if we are giving the authorities for them to do it. And our fear is part of the authorities. So we're going to talk a lot about that, like a whole bunch about that tonight. Now, since we're talking about war and since war seems to be on everybody's mind, let's talk about something really cool. Because I like talking about stuff like this. Like the end of the world with an EMP that'll completely wipe out everything and leave everybody in the dark. And then suddenly 90% of the world will be dead in a year. At least that's what they tell you. Don't be one of those 90%. It's a bad thing. So instead, go over to empshield.com. Yeah, these actually are great products. I have one on the ATV. I have them on the vehicle. My dad has it on his vehicle. We have them in the car, in the house. empshield.com. Use your parts code, B-A-R-D-S. Get $50 off, free shipping. Plus, it's still site-wide over there for 10% off site-wide. That's continued on since Memorial Day, which is awesome. So they're really good buys right now. And it's a perfect time to buy it. Plus, it's not just for EMPs. It's also for lightning strikes, and it's for solar flares and all those things you never know when you get a massive surge on your system. And let's face it. We are dealing with psychopaths. And psychopaths do psychopathic things, like shut down the grid and surge the grid and things like that. So it's not like it's an unreal expectation that we could be in a state of craziness. So head on over to empshield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You will be very happy you did. You'll feel better. It's easy to install. They have a full library of how to do it. And get one for your vehicle. Get one. You can get them for your vehicles, your RV. You can get them for your, your fixed generator at the house. You can get it for your radio ham station. You can get one for the whole house. It's pretty awesome. So I highly recommend it. EMPshield.com. Promo code BARDS, $50 off and free shipping, plus 10% currently to site-wide. Great time to buy. All right. So we're dealing with so many things right now, right? I mean, it's it's literally like overload. And it is getting to be overload because you can start to see where it's percolating up. I'm seeing people like starting to like stress out on stuff. Heading into 4th of July weekend, this is going to be the weekend they're going to shut the banks down. Okay, maybe they will. This is going to be the weekend we're going to have an EMP. Okay, maybe we will. See, you can't control it. If they do it, they can't control it. But what they can control is the outcome of how you are in your relationship with God. And, of course, then it's going to be this. It's going to be like, oh, Lord, fix it. <laughs> if I was God, I'd be looking down with like, huh? I'd be like, um, I thought I told you from the beginning in 1 Genesis 28 that you had the authorities. Be like, yeah, I know, but Lord, I know that. I, I know you told us we had the authorities. But dang it, man. Like, 
we 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 wanted you to fix it for us. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem lies. We've we've got to be praying in pretty hard these days, and we've got to also be doing our due diligence in everything we do. It's pretty simple. We are in a, in a place right now, unfortunately, in a place where we are so overwhelmed with not all of us. I mean, let me rephrase because that's a pretty broad brush and that's not fair. But there's a lot of people right now in a place where they're very overwhelmed and little things are triggering them and the, the minds are racing ahead of reason. And if we are going to really be honest and we're, we're reading and we're going through like Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, right? I mean, it's pretty clear that where our enemy is. Our enemy is is not amongst us. Principalities beyond our reach, right? And and that's the the part that we have to start really being understanding about. Hang on a second. I'm going to pull that up because I just misspelled it, and I'm going to get Ephesians six ten to eighteen right before me, and get it right. So, all right, here we go. Okay, so let me read this. I'm going to start with this tonight. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. And this version is the NASB 1995 version. So finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firmly against the schemes of the devil. I always love this sentence because we always say put on the full armor. It's Put on the full armor of God. He's the armor. Got that one on. Imagine yourself like tucking in tight with Jesus armor all around you. So that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. All right. Scheming is scheming. That means there's all sorts of manipulation. There's deception. There's conniving, bargaining. There's even like, you know, probably phone calls to tell you to do something just like you get with these prank callers, right? It's real. The devil's real. And the devil is aggressive and coming after things and trying to do everything he can to rape, steal, destroy, divide, kill, those sorts of things. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. In other words, not against ourselves, but against the rulers, which would mean, in this case, <laughs> I want to say that would be DC against the rulers which are uh, and against the powers against the world forces of this darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places i don't think we give that enough weight i think we 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 kind of read through that and you're like oh yeah whatever it's kind of big i mean that's a pretty big deal you're talking of a complete power structure beyond our reach in the heavenly places in rulers and against powers against the world forces. And that's the fight. And what we're being told here is we're putting on the armor in in preparing against this fight. Our struggle is against things that, as we're trying to change things locally, we're actually waging war against things that are at a global level. That gets back to our entire authorities that we have, which is always amazing to me. Therefore, take up the full armor of God 
So there's kind of two ways that I visualize that. There is literally putting God as if we're wrapping into the God, but it's it's God's armor that he's giving us, which I find amazing. I've mentioned this before, but it's like if you're wearing your body armor and that's your personal part of your kit, it's very personal. You wear it every day. When you hand, If you hand that to somebody else, that's a big deal. And that's what God has done for us. He's like, yay, well, take this. I'm giving it to you. You're going to be good. So that you will be able to resist in the evil day. I would say this would qualify, just so we're saying it. <laughs> they're, they're having kids go in to mutilate themselves, and they're smiling about it, and they're chanting, coming after your kids. I would say that probably constitutes the evil day. So we're, we're putting on this whole thing to be able to resist in the evil day, having done everything to stand firm. Having done everything to stand firm does not mean let your mind race into the, the visualizations and anxieties of a world ending, a world global war, of the bank system collapsing, wringing your hands about if you are going to be able to endure it, what's going to happen to your 401k, the list goes on. That does not qualify as having done everything to stand firm. That would qualify as putting God on the side burner while you go have your little meltdown and then if hopefully with reason turn around and go, oops, I kind of got carried away. And I will guarantee you God will be right there going, yeah, you sure did. Are you really ready to listen now? Not that I've ever done that. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, you're ready to wage war with the, with the sword of the spirit and it's mighty. And what we, what do we have learned more than anything right now is that truth absolutely wins. It slices through all of this. And as truth wins, we win. But it's also suggesting motion and movement because we are putting things on in preparation for the gospel of peace. We're shotting our feet, which is to say we're moving and we're delivering the gospel of Jesus Christ, engaging, getting out, reaching out. Our huddle is like tonight. This is be a huddle, right? At the end of tonight, I should go, all right, team, break, execute, play. And then like everybody goes out. I saw this uh Sam, I, I'm a sucker for it. I'm just going to tell you. I, saw, I didn't have any time to even be watching this. And I saw this dumb feed in my YouTube channel when I was trying to put some notes together for the show. 17 minutes. All right, 17 minutes. Which I did not have 17 minutes to spare, but like whatever. Complete and total sucker for a Japanese samurai film. Cheesy, 100%. And, and all the, you know, like the sound effects that don't match. And everybody's jumping and doing like these high high spinning somersaults and jumping behind trees and becoming ninjas, that sort of movie, right? But what I really enjoyed about it, because they had there was three Japanese guys going against this big emperor's army. And the three three guys are carrying swords, or they're they're fighting ninja style. And the big emperor's army is all walking around in horses and everything else. And so the, the deal that was pretty cool is that 
was watching these three, what I was looking at is how they scripted this film, which was pretty cool, is that they all knew their role. And this is truly why it, why it caught my attention and why I stayed engaged for 17 minutes that I didn't have to give away to a video. They were all, were, every time they did an attack, they didn't have to sit down and plan. Every one of them knew what direction and how intensely to move. I've worked with teams like that. It's pretty amazing. You don't have to sit around and have a huddle. And that's how we should be walking in the Holy Spirit, truly. I mean, like God's got this. If we're all listening to where he wants us to go and are really in tune with that, you would see perfect choreography. It'd be amazing. Be like taking a thousand people and then all of a sudden a thousand people go different directions and do different things. And when you give it just a few minutes, even the motion, you'd be like, wow, that is gorgeous. And then pretty soon you would watch this whole tapestry unfold of warfare. God's calling his soldiers and he's calling those that are listening and he's giving more to those that are listening right now because he needs them to move and to execute and to obey. So we continue, in addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish the, all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I would say that the th panic of war and the all these fear-mongering garbage things that are going on, that would probably constitute the flaming arrows of the evil one. That's where the shield of faith comes in. And mightily the shield of faith because it's the faith not only to know that God's got this, but the power and authorities to know that as we stand, we are praying in. That would go back to doing everything, doing everything. Part of that would be pray with authority. Pray with authority into this and pray into it hard and break the strongholds and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Well, what does a helmet do? A helmet protects the brain. And the way I see that is that when you put on a helmet of salvation, you are protecting yourself from these insidious attacks of the father of lies that are constantly getting your mind to overwork and overcreate situations that, quite frankly, don't even exist unless we give them authority. And then the sword of the Spirit, which is truly the Word of God. That's the gospel. That's literally like speaking it out there, which we've talked about for three years, of bringing the gospel to reign upon these people I would have, it'd be very interesting if we could redo the past three years in for one reason. Not that I would want to, because I think we had enough of it. But if you could have every time someone engaged some criminal or evil element within the school board, the city council, the mayor's office, the county commission, politicians on DC, lawyers, everything, instead of just calling out stuff and trying to do facts, which everyone loves to do. What would have happened if every single time we would have been wielding the sword of the Spirit, in other words, the Word of God, speaking the Word of God into these moments and boldly speaking every moment, not just doing it here, not doing it in cuddle prayers, but literally like every time you engage somebody, you see Lindsey Graham, you're speaking the Word of God to him. You see, you see Pelosi, you're speaking the Word of God. What would happen if that had happened on the mall? in D.C., where we had literally a million people. where it would, I know people prayed, but what would have happened when they when they had the entire events, both the, the J6 garbage, 
but also just walking around engaging. If people were speaking the word of God into the building, speaking the word of God into the White House, speaking the word of God into the Washington Monument, what would happen? I don't know, but I'll bet it would be great. That's the authorities that we're talking about. And that would have been like waging. And someone just wrote, and gay pride. Right. Like, you know, obviously we have a pedophile Nazi corporate fascist tyranny that's running, running around here with their new flag, which is a, it's that red, rainbow with that little arrow thing on the back with the blue, and which is now the, which I officially call and have proclaimed and will declare here openly that that is the pedophile flag. So we are being bannered with a pedophile flag. What happens if we're out there, instead of having them chant like we're coming for your kids, we're speaking the word of God. We're quoting scripture about millstones. Oh, it'll inflame them. You can be guaranteed because demons don't like to be reminded what's going to happen to them. But that's what we're talking about in waging this war. And this is why we are literally... We need to be waging the war with the might of what we are given. Then it ends with, with, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Hmm. Sounds kind of like what we've been working on lately. Exercises in prayer warfare. That's how ultimately Ephesians 6, 10 to 18 is probably one of the most read and referenced passages in the entire Bible. And I'm going to say this. I think it's the most undervalued and least executed. It's great to reference. People love to reference it. Put on the armor of God. I don't think people really think it through as a whole. I'm not saying nobody. I'm just saying as a for the amount of time that it's recited and referenced, I don't think people really realize what they're talking about here. It's a statement to the fact that we're in constant warfare. We are literally in war. We are behind enemy lines. And if you're behind enemy lines, the last thing you want to do is be unprepared for your enemy. And we are waging war. And we are waging war with the tools of war that God gave us. And even greater, God's given us his armor to be there to be able to put out the flaming arrows and be able to stand against the evil one and be able to use the prayer warfare. And we're going to do every single thing within our limits because that's, in my opinion, I think there's more than my opinion, but I'll just leave it at that for now. That's when heaven has the greatest opportunity to move in. When we have exhausted everything and we have done everything and we've been doing everything we can to hold the line, that's our duty. That's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, if you're, if you're sitting in a firefight and you're, you're reserving your ammo, and when I say that, like holding back cases and cases of ammo in the middle of a firefight and you're calling up for resupply and you're like, we need more ammo. And you're like, what's your current ammo status? We've got 10,000 rounds. They're going to be like, why do you need more ammo? Or they're going to say, okay, check, and they're going to, they're going to put you on a, a lower down on the list. But when you call up and you're like, we're in a firefight, what's your ammo status? We're black on ammo, which means you've got about 500 rounds. We're black on ammo. We're fixing bayonets. We've set up our claymores. We've got everything we can to protect the defense. It's going to get ugly. We need help. I will tell you exactly what happens. 
They will move heaven and earth to get you ammo, and they will fly choppers out there, which and they will put it in big duffel bags, and they'll just be kicking it out the door, dropping it in the middle of your fire base or in the middle of your fire line. They're not going to waste time. If there's one thing the American Army does brilliantly, it's getting ammo to its soldiers. So if, if we're going to be doing everything within our power to stand firm, that would mean exhausting every tool that we have to wage war against this enemy. And it would be there that I would think that that's when God's like, man, look at my children fight. He's got a bunch of people over here that are sitting around like, oh, you know, it's just complaining, wringing their hands. God, when are you going to fix this? Oh, my children. I gave you the authorities. Then you've got this other war, other fight waging on over here, and you're like, Father, we, man, we're praying it down. We're knocking down the strongholds. We're doing everything. Father, if you've got a chance, throw us, throw us a little bit of backup here because we're going to waylay this enemy. I'll tell you where I'd put my emphasis, right there. And I know everybody likes to think that God is all equal and egalitarian. I don't really think that proves true because it's all defined by the heart and the intensity of the heart. Last night we read, and it ties right in with this, we read Romans 8, but I read it in AMP. And I want to reread a very critical line, but I want to read it in NASB 1995. And it's important why. Because the, the intensity of what is actually said is correct in NASB 1995, and it's actually diluted in AMP. And it's this. It's, it, this is Romans 8, 19. But I'll start at 18. I'll read 18 and 19. And we may go on a little bit beyond that. And it starts, for, for I consider that the suffering of this present time, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Let's stop right there. Do everything you can to stand. And the sufferings of this time are not going to be are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed to us. And then this, this is fantastic. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. This is really such an amazing moment we're in. Because where we sit right now, we have people that have accepted Christ, but we're talking about going into the place of the sons of God, the revealing of the sons of God. So you've got the acceptance of Jesus, and then you have the maturing of the sons of God, stepping into the authorities and using them. Man, as I'm talking right now, like prayer warfare just like fires me up in a great way. It, it's literally like being in the middle of an awesome gunfight, which maybe some of you don't find that awesome. That's okay. It's kind of intense, kind of crazy. There we are, because we're facing an enemy that wants to slay you. And that's got to make you feel like, get your energy up. It's got to be like sitting there and the enemy's there like looking at you going, I'm going to burn you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to make you a a weakling servant to my Lord Satan. I'm going to do everything I can to ravage your relationship with God. And you're sitting there like, dude, bring it. You two-bit piece of junk troll, bring it. Because I'm going to show you something. 
I'm going to show you what a mighty man of God is. I'm going to show you what the son of God is, what the son of the most high is. I'm going to stand into this gap and I'm going to pray you right out of existence. I'm going to throw my prayers at you, proclaim my authorities. I'm going to call upon Jesus. And here's what I know, just like I know with David. Man, like I'm going to stand there and I'm going to have my five rocks and I'm not going to worry about it because God's led me to pick up those five rocks and you're standing there before me defaming my God, telling me you're going to defame me, which is the same as defaming my God because I am the son of the most high and I'm, I'm occupying the temple that he gave me. I'm like, really, brother? You seriously? Well, I shouldn't call you brother. You're a demon. Really? Seriously, dude? You think you're going to cause me harm? No weapon forged against me shall succeed. And I stand here mightily before you in the armor of God. I've got the shield of faith for every arrow, you flaming arrow you try to throw at me. It ain't working. And on top of that, I'm going to do everything in my power to stand and do greater than that. I'm going to wage prayer warfare. And what do I know with that? I know that heaven will be right there behind me. Yep. That's what's awesome. And that's what makes it so intense. And that's the time in which we live. If you're walking around the days going, oh, nice day, look at sunshine, nothing to worry about today. Going to go over here and just kind of have some chit chat with uh, my friends, maybe have some little, maybe have a tea, uh, maybe I'll have some coffee with a lemon twist today or something. In this moment in time, I might, maybe for another moment in time, not for this moment in time, at least not for me. This is warfare every day. They're out here. Demons are out here. And I'm totally like 100% on wage war and destroy these fools. 100%. Let's finish. Let's continue on this. This is um, Romans 8.20. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. You realize that we just, we, we, we just got qualified as the glory of the children of God. Oh my. Man, I just like, that's like, you're looking at the coach going, really coach? And he's like, go team. You're like, what, what, what can I do? It's like, you want to win? It's like, do I want to win? Are you kidding me? I want total victory tonight. Okay, what have, you been, what have you been practicing for? To win? Then go win. See, that's just it. It's, that's the amazing part. We're not getting this message out here enough for people. People are like, oh, oh, my goodness. They might shut the power off this weekend. <laughs> First thing I'm thinking of, like, excellent, excellent. My cell phone won't be going off. I'll be able to have some peace and quiet for a few days. Or you've got, oh, oh my goodness, they might, uh, they might actually take my money away. Whatever, you don't think God's going to replace that like seven, ten times over? Come on, seriously. Yeah, let all that stuff go. Step into that realm. Be that. Be that child of the Most High that heaven's waiting for to awaken. That the cloud of witnesses that are here going, come on, let's go. You can just hear them on the in the like the stands going, let's go, team. And you're like, yes. If you could really see that, imagine how intense that would be. 
It'd be awesome. It'd be like walking into a stadium and you're looking around going, okay, what's that ugly little section up there? Oh, that's Satan's folks. Oh, golly, they stink and they're ugly. And be like, and then you'd have the rest of the stadium go, Rah! they'd be cheering mightily. You'd like have everything on the edge of the whole perimeter of the field to be all the war angels sitting there going, and you'd have the demons over there acting like they're all really something cool. Then you have God's team step on the field, and pretty soon the demons are all growling and growling and doing whatever they do, boiling pots of everything, trying to do evil things. And you sit there and you're like, peace be still. And I mean, like, suddenly the demons are just like, what just happened? It's like, hey, yo, hey, yo, we don't need to make a drama. We just need to remind you about one thing. We're the sons and daughters of the Most High. Now, you can try to play ball, and we're going to destroy you. And when we get through with you, we're not just going to destroy you. We're going to route you right back to the lake of fire, and I'm going to bind every one of you with these words, and I'm going to smile when I do it. Jesus is Lord. And you're going to get that snarky little demon. It's going to be like, you can't do that to me. And it's like, bring it, brother. Let's take a see what happens. And they're going to bring it, and you're going to be like, watch this. And you're going to cast them out. You're going to have like some big old dragon or something coming at you. And they're going to be like, watch this. And you're going to be casting them out. And you're going to be proclaiming a, a before him with the blood of Jesus. And you're going to watch this thing like shrink. And it's going to be like a little, little lizard now, little tiny one. Hey, what'd you do to me? It's like, I told you. I told you. Don't mess. Time for you all to go. Time for you all to be done. See, this is the intensity. You have to walk into this. And this is the joy of, of, of the warfare. We, we play, we do warfare every Friday. It gets intense. It gets emotional. But there's also a joy in this. It's the joy of the intensity of destroying evil. And I, you know, maybe, maybe when I get to heaven, God will be like, I really didn't want you to enjoy it. I'm like, sorry, sorry. I know that's bad, but you made me. And I love ravaging evil. I love watching it get destroyed. I love watching people get healed because we cast out these demons. I love watching institutions that are built on the whole demonic sense of like everything horrible of Babylon. And I like watching the walls cave in virtual or real. Don't want people to get injured. Right. It's not my goal. You gotta, you gotta just get a fire in your belly and enjoy it. It's awesome. This is what this is what victory with Christ is like. And and this isn't like it's hard to describe this, but there's a there's this firefight that we were in that I I had to be careful how I I still will be careful when it comes out in the film. Because it's hard for people to understand. We're getting, I'm having a Chechnyan sniper trying to kill me. And he was. He was hitting pretty close, in fact. He hit two, less than two feet above my head and hit the steel vertical post that was by my head and split it. He was pretty close. That was at night, by the way, using night vision. He wasn't too bad of a shot. I'll give him credit because that shot was about 1,200 meters. Okay, good shot. Probably using a, the Dragunov Russian weapon or something. And the only thing I could do was start laughing because he missed. And it was about that time because I think that was when Tony Lonsdale, the captain there, just kind of looked over and he says, well, I think we got ourselves a gunfight. And I start laughing. I think it's funny. Like, yeah, he missed. Missed my head, but he missed. You got to laugh in the face of the enemy. And at some point, the firefight got kind of bad because we were getting a lot of RPGs. I think we had 20-some, 20 22, 25 RPGs fired at our firebase that night. <laughs> 
they were they were kind of serious about trying to kill us, and we were kind of serious about not really wanting to die that night and literally wanting to kill them. So at one point, I was I was up on the top of the building and I jumped on down and I came down and Eric was down there, getting the he'd come off his his point of uh, his forward point and he jumps into the gun on the Humvee and I jumped into the Humvee and I drove the Humvee out and got him into a better firing position and we just we just laid waste to him. It was awesome. Have the fire in your belly. And that's what Ephesians is there for. Read it, embrace it, walk it, live it, everything. And be fearless in this hour. I don't know what this weekend brings. I it, it might bring bring in all sorts of craziness. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna maybe they'll drop an EMP. Maybe North Korean's little satellite that is flying over is gonna like zap us and we're gonna lose everything. And you're not gonna have your EMPShield.com thing before then either. And you're going to be like, oh, why didn't I order that on Bards sooner and use my Bards promo code sooner? I, look, I can't help that. but it, And that's no big deal. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, seriously, like where we're going to be here is where God needs us. And the biggest thing is we can overcome all of it. All of it. You know, there's, there is a big shaking going on. And part of the, the thing I get with this whole f- war thing is that there's a lot of tremors of war. There's a lot of them. And so we have to, one, be pretty honest about something. Okay, and this is a hard red pill here, but let's, let's just be, be honest. We are the center of evil of the world. You've got to wash away this idea that somehow we're a pristine, patriot, God-loving country Look around. Look who's running us. Look who's flying their flag underneath the U.S. flag. That would be called the pedo flag right there. And we are a country now that's being managed by a bunch of pedophile elites. And they're flying their pedo flag underneath the American flag at every embassy around the world. We truly are the center of evil as a nation. So now let's look at us from outside in. If you were a country where you're being ravaged by cultural policies, being told that you have to promote homosexuality, you have to start embracing the idea that children are going to get absolutely destroyed by surgeries that will mutilate their genitalia. If you're being told that you need to embrace more things like fluoride to make your public dumb, you have to start embracing things like plastics and everything so that you can embrace the BPH and all the other things that turn boys into girls, start putting in the chemicals in the water from the pesticides that will turn frogs gay. I mean, I'm not kidding about any of this. That's all coming from us. So if you're sitting here and you're looking at the outside, you're like, oh my goodness, like the world might be coming at us. Okay. I mean, part of this is like, no, I don't really want it. But on the other hand, I, I want this cabal out of here, man. I'm going to have a hard coin to flip, and I mean this. If we start seeing Russians running down the street and I've got National Guards members that I know were putting kids in schools with needles in their arms, I don't know who I'm going to side with because I'm already burned up about the fact that National Guard kids were literally taking kids in, this was in Idaho, and putting kids into the line for vaccines without parental authority, and they were protecting them 
to ensure, when I say protecting them, but doing security to ensure that they got an injection without their parents' consent. That frosts me in a big, big way. So are we dealing with people that are coming at us to, to kill us or are we coming at people that are coming at us to liberate us? That's a question you have to ask and that's the only way you're going to figure that one out is in the moment and we hope we don't get there. So in the meantime, we can't control it. It's bigger than us. And yet I say that and I don't think that's a true statement because apparently according to Ephesians, we're supposed to be waging war at the level of global level of leaders and countries. And that's who what we're supposed to be doing is the children of the Most High. We're supposed to be advising nations. And since we have the authority to step on snakes and scorpions and we have dominion over all evil, where is the limit on that? The answer is there is none. It's a matter of how much courage you have to stand and do everything you can in the hour. And that's when you start to really hear the cheers of heaven and the cloud of witnesses going, at last, we are starting to see the rise of the sons of the Most High. They're starting to understand that you have his authority, his blessing to stand up and to crush this evil. And that's where I walk. I'm not worried about the time on this when I say this. I'm If I pray on something and I look around and like I'm expecting, if you're expecting it to happen right then, I'm not. We prayed for a father that had 10 days to live. He's cancer-free and he's home. We have prayed for so many miracles that have happened. Last week, we prayed for four children that were vax damaged and are autistic. I fully expect over the next months that we will hear reports of their full recovery and return. Why? Because we prayed into it, we declared the authorities, and I know in my heart, the minute that I read it, I knew and I heard the words, it is done. And we prayed last night, or yesterday, I guess it was maybe, it was yesterday, we prayed and as we were praying, the Holy Spirit put on my heart to pray that the water, the air, and the, and the soil can no longer have any influence on God's children. It will no longer harm them or pollute them. Do you believe it? I do. And that's the war we're waging because every time we're engaging in prayer warfare, these demons are scurrying away. So whatever's on your heart, whatever's troubling you, Take it to the Father. Put it before the throne. Ask for it to be cleaned. Ask Jesus to wash it with his blood. Get your armor strong. Where you have doubt or hesitation, that's a crack in your armor. Pray on it, repent, heal it, and seal it. If you're feeling tired, turn to the Father. Lift it off your shoulders. Pass it on to him. Tell you, Father, I need to be rejuvenated. If you're walking around, you've got a pain. You've got a pain in your back, a pain in your leg. You've got a pain in your hand. Father, this is not my pain. Please take it. Take it away and be intense about it. The, the devil wants you limited in what you can do. The demonic world wants you to believe you can't. And that absolutely cannot be. Because that's the whisper, that's the lie. Because what they know is on the other side is when we awaken and we finally proclaim our authorities, they're done. They're done. 
They are so done and so fast done that they know it. And that's part of the reason you have this intensity building so far to overwhelm. This is a blitzkrieg is all this is. This is a blitzkrieg attack, which Nazis mastered. It's a blitzkrieg attack with information to overwhelm you with doubt and fear and the belief that pedophiles are going to be everywhere and are everywhere and that they're going to get your kids. That's what they want you to believe. It ain't happening. Sorry, not happening. Not a chance. And they can squirm and squeak and squalor all they want. And they can, they'll inflict some damage because there's still some weaknesses out there. But what has to go out, and it will go out tonight very clearly in our prayer, is they're on notice. And it's now. We're awake. This garbage ends. And you come after the kids anymore, you come after the elderly, we will slay you with the sword of spirit. And whatever heinous way that can be created by God's angels to put you through perpetual and eternal, and eternal torment, we will pray into that. Because you will leave your hands off of these kids. And for you in physical form to think this is cool and funny and that you can chant coming after the children, we're coming after your children, we'll pray for your soul. But that's the only thing we're going to give you is that option to repent now. Because after this, you will be faced with the reality of what you've committed yourself to, which is eternal damnation. And let those fires burn in your soul for the rest of the time you live mortally and know that they will live in eternity. This game's over as far as we're concerned. There's a new sheriffs. There's new sheriffs in town. They're God's children and they're awake. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we are here tonight before you. Humbled hearts, but fires of righteousness burning. Oh, Father, we're awake. And the children of the Most High are looking now forward and looking up and looking at you. And we're saying, okay, Father, we're ready to wage war. We have sat by, and unfortunately, probably too long, Father, to be patient, to offer mercy, at some points extended unnecessary and unwarranted hand of grace. We've given tolerance to sin where we should have never done so, and we're paying a price for it now. But Father, as we awaken to who we are, what is required of us, what is expected of us, the lines that should never have been crossed. Tonight we pray for the restoration of the moral law within this nation. We don't just pray in it, Father. We declare it. With the blood of Jesus, we declare the restoration of the moral law in this country. And with that, that accountability that comes with that. Those are some harsh penalties potentially for those that sin because we all sin. And though we know that Christ died for our sins, Father, this again is a time of, of accountability to awaken those that flaunt and think that it's okay to threaten and to tease and to even do the act of coming after the children. 
tonight, Father, as we establish a hedge of protection around these children and we proclaim this in the blood of Christ, that as those who approach these children with malintent, that each one will be shocked like an electrical current, shocked, literally knocked to the ground. And in that moment of shocking statement, they will be faced with the reality the reality of whom they are serving and what the consequences are if they continue with their actions. This is the final line. And for any one of them that refuse to obey or believe in you, Lord, we are asking that the authorities given to us, that that makes, gives them commitment and judgment at that moment to the path that they must walk. We must protect these children. And there must be consequences and they must be visible. And we're praying for both. And so, Father, in these hours where we've had so many people waffle and quiver and have anxiety over things that are being spewed by the father of lies, we're also praying tonight for just a clarity and strength in the hearts of those that are out here that call themselves believers. To turn their eyes to Ephesians 6, 10, and 18, to have them read into that deeply and hear your words and wisdom, Father. Not, not words of weakness, not words of waffling, not words of hesitation, but the boldness that comes from that to understand that in this hour, we have no fear. If you're tired, suck it up. Lean in and get yourself rejuvenated. It is time, Father, for the warriors to arise. And so tonight, and again, we pray for the mightiness of the, of the hearts to stand, those mighty hearts that are lit with the fire of righteousness, to be able to stand in and start wielding the sword of the Spirit in the many forms it takes to, rel- to relentlessly assault this enemy, to break the strongholds and to shatter their plans, to disrupt them as Gideon did with the breaking of pots and lights and blowing of horns. Let our prayers be the 300. Let our prayers echo through all the halls and all the darkness alleys. Let it light the darkness and bring it to light. Let it shake the mountains in our prayers tonight as we proclaim the sons and daughters of the Most High are awake and we are here and you will no longer touch the children. And with this, Father, we pray for a hand of mercy over this nation and over this world as those that still wander must now be shaken awake. Bless us, Father. We humbly present ourselves before you. And Jesus, thank you for all that has been sacrificed for us to be here in this moment, in this hour, as we now fight to bring the victory which you gave us on the cross. We bring that victory into earth. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Be bold. And in the coming days, be relentless against evil. There is no reason we should be doubting what God will deliver. There is no There is no reason we should be hesitating, no reason to have fear. Man, I'm telling you, you know, this morning I walked down to my lower gate. Usually I jump on the ATV. It's it's about a two-thirds of a mile walk, not a big deal. But I just, I took time this morning, but I did something else. 
I took out my long-range rifle. I threw it over my shoulder, and I walked down there with it on my back. And it put me in the right mindset. The reminder was just like I was back on patrol or something. We're at war, patriots. Live your life as if you are at war. Understand the enemy is lurking and coming after you, and don't be fearful of it. Rebuke it and destroy it. Cast it out. And for those aimless souls that are wandering in the desert seeking, give them the gospel of peace. Shake their hardened hearts with the love of Jesus and watch the enemy lose its flipping mind. That's the best part of the whole thing. Demons don't know what to do, and they also don't have any authority when you let them know who you are. So be bold, be mighty, be a son or daughter of the Most High, and walk with the authority of kingdom. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Wage war. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe